Hello and welcome to the Future Health Experience with Dr. Avi and my special guest today is uh, Vishal Yogaratnam, who is a, a lawyer, a barrister at law, a millennial, and also he is a rapper uh, as well as part of his unique set of talents. Vishal, <laughs> thanks very much for joining the Future Yo, Health Experience. It's always a pleasure to be on the show, man. <laughs> thanks very much, Vishal. Some of you may remember Michelle, he was also in the fir very first episode of my podcast. It was so popular that I asked Michelle to join us again uh, on this episode's podcast because of his unique set of skills, talents, uh, love and passion for community. Michelle, do you want to just tell the audience a bit about your background and, and um, some of your passions? Yeah, sure thing. So um, as he's mentioned, uh, the primary thing I do right now is I'm a lawyer, uh, litigation in specific. Uh, I work in a firm that's based in KL. We handle corporate and commercial matters. Uh, my bread and butter is definitely law. But as Abhi said, at the end of the day, I do a few other things. And one of something new that I've developed, uh, which I've always had interest in, but I never really had the understanding and the strategy how I was going to execute it or produce it, uh, is rapping. And that's something I've been influenced by since I was a really young kid. Uh, shout out to my big bro, Kishan, because ever since I think I was about two years old, I, all I could hear was like Tupac, Biggie Smalls in the background. And that's just like grown in my subconscious. Uh, so much so that I think when I was about four years old, before I could even construct proper sentences, I was already like busting small rhymes here and there. I was going like, yo, yo, ma, pa, pa, one, one, and so on. <laughs> so um, I never really thought that I would uh, go ahead and start putting out rap videos, but uh, here I am now, I'm in court arguing cases, and on the weekends, when I've got free time, I'm in my room, jotting down some rhymes, and then I have my brother, uh, Kishwen, who actually helps me with the whole uh, videographing of everything, and I do everything through my phone at the moment, and I really enjoy it, so it's more of a passionate thing uh, that I'm doing, I love rap, uh, yeah. I like to put out content, yeah. so that's what I'm doing, and being a millennial is just... It just came with the package <laughs> when I was born. No control over that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all I, I have to say about myself. Uh, yeah. If you want to know about me, just uh, check me out on Instagram. B-I-S-C-H-A-A-L. A-A-L. Cool. Thanks for that <laughs> shout out, Vishal. And hi to everyone in Vishal's uh, community as well. We've got another camera recording uh, today's episode. And, um, you know, today's episode is really, you know, Vishal wanted to discuss or chat about mental health and well-being work and work-related uh, productivity and how to balance time during the workplace. So for those of you out there today, that's really going to be the crux and some of our sort of lessons around how do you achieve better performance and when, when you set boundaries around, um, you know, taking too much shit at work and actually then uh, wanting to have more of a balance with your work-life sort of perspective. And I think I've got very, some, some, some evidence based on science, but some of it is based on also just general experience. So we're going to get into it. Um, I've also got a, um, a few slides to um, kind of uh, share. We're going to keep it really simple today, uh, but essentially that's going to be part of the, uh, the podcast for those of you who are on the video podcast um, as well. So just getting straight into it, uh, Vishal, you know, um, I think you started off, and I'm just going to cut straight yeah, into yeah. it. You you sent me a uh, a question that was based on this particular um, sort of image, uh, which was all about you know 
know when it's time to make money. And this was produced by, uh, it's like a business sort of advisory or business school, yeah. uh, where they had first structured out the, 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 the whole sort of 24-hour time cycle from 5 a.m. in the morning, um, you know, right up to uh, time plots at 9 a.m., 5 p.m., and 10 p.m. Yeah. And, and what they had described in this time cycle was between 5 to 9 a.m., um, what you've got to do is meditate, stretch, journal, exercise. Nine to five, you've got to earn money, prospect for clients, referral seminars. So it's really targeted to a small business yeah. and a nine to five kind of working environment. Five to 10 p.m., you're doing a side hustle, you're learning, you're networking, you're planning. Uh, and then 10 to five, uh, seven hours, you sleep like a damn baby, <laughs> knowing you're giving, it, you're giving your all. And that's actually the structure that we've put. There's four different structures. Michelle, do you want to give me a bit of context around you know, how did you get this and what impression did you get when you first got this that caused you to then reach out? Yeah, definitely. So how it all started was, uh, like I said, I'm in litigation. Uh, and for those of you that know and aware, litigation never sleeps. Um, so I was going through Instagram and then this popped up on my feed. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And I completely agree with that because, like I said, I do litigation on the weekdays and on the weekends I like making rap music um, but when I looked at it deeper and then I tried to relate it to my life what I looked at was it said 9 to 5 earn money clients referrals and then 5 to 10 p.m. is your side hustle uh, I felt that was completely inapplicable to my situation because I go into work uh, some days as early as about 7 a.m. and I'm working all the way till about 12 p.m. or maybe 2 a.m. the next day and I got thinking and I said, how can I squeeze in time for my side hustle, networking and so on? Because even there are some weeks that are really strenuous on us and we have to work on the weekends. My boss is very benevolent. He does not like us working on the weekends, but when we really have to, when we've got a big case, trial prep and so on, we've got to put in the extra hours and I, and I don't blame him for asking us to do that. It's completely understandable. Um, but then I, it got me thinking like, look, I do want to continue making rap music. It's something I like doing, and I do love to litigate as well. Mm. How am I going to incorporate these two things into my current schedule? Mm. Um, back in the day, a lot of people do say that, look, yeah, working is 9 to 5. After that, you come home, you spend time with your family and so on. But in this day and age, I'm sure I'm not alone. I know many people out there who, who share the same dilemma with us. Yeah, I mean, essentially, your primary work brings in your bread and butter but there are other things that you like to do that you're passionate about it doesn't have to be rap music everyone has their own thing that they're interested about so the question would be how would someone in this day and age especially someone in uh, my position who's uh, fresh in their career path trying to build something trying to learn and grasp as much knowledge as you can so that in five years to come you are in route to reach the pinnacle of your profession yeah how do we yeah. find this balance yeah. of putting in the hours for bread and butter yeah. and to find that time to also execute our passion? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's a, a really good question. And there was a, a few different questions in there, right? So the first was, is the nine to five really true, <laughs> right? Because do we all still work nine to five these days? Mm -hmm. And I think most of us would probably agree that that's not the reality that they face. Yeah. Some people are going and, and you know working in corporate jobs and they are getting that nine to five mm. kind of structure but some of us myself included it's a minimum eight to six 
you know, on a day's eight to six thirty kind of thing for for our main hustle, which is the my my NHS company. I do have other things uh, as well that I do on the side, but for a lot of us, it's very flexi hours now. Yeah. Like we are moving to a, a different kind of workforce where people are working from home, they're working the hours that they can, um, but it's, 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 it's different in different cultures and uh, some organizations have very strict rules about you have to be in the, yeah, in, in the office or the workplace, uh, where others have that flexibility, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all dealing with different um, kind of work regimens. Mm -hmm. The other piece of this is we also have different outside responsibilities. So primary responsibilities with family, mm -hmm. uh, responsibilities, what we call side hustles or hobbies or um, second businesses yeah. uh, as well. Uh, we've got uh, responsibilities for our own health mm -hmm. and well-being where we've got to attain certain practices uh, around that. So that's your kind of what do I do outside the, the five to nine, yeah. um, and then and then you know recreational things that we like to do, like you know whether it's watching TV or Netflix, you know going to the pub or to meet your friends or going to the gym yeah. or, or, yeah. or casually hanging out. Um, and then the other bit is we have different sleep requirements and rest requirements, right? Where some of us need eight hours sleep, and we were talking earlier about you know we all have these different body types, yeah. right? that actually require different amounts of um, uh, sleep, uh, different kinds of, slightly different kinds of diet um, and exercise regimes, mm. right? And we've got to actually acknowledge what sleep regimens we actually need for ourselves, yeah. which is something that we experience and, and know over time and, and build that out. So yeah. uh, a couple of takes on this, right? Uh, which, uh, and I'll go back to sharing some of um, what I've kind of put together to this to cut really cut straight to the chase around you know what what we want to achieve. So the first thing that I, you know I've sort of talked about is this need to recognize and acknowledge that um, we have uh, slightly different and unique physiology, biochemistry, um, and acknowledging that we have these different sort of body types, mind body types, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that some of us need more amounts of rest than others. Yeah. You know, there are studies that show that, you know, eight hours of sleep is healthy. And mm -hmm. so it recommends all, everyone should get eight hours sleep. Whereas uh, we know for a fact that it, it actually is a range. You know, for some people, they can manage with four hours sleep every day. Some yeah. people can manage with five hours sleep every day. And I know people that have done that for, uh, long periods of time and been relatively sort of healthy. So myself, I need eight hours sleep yeah. a day, right? And uh, I've read about some successful people who still need eight hours or six hours a day, mm -hmm. and, and they're in their 70s now. Um, and so they've had to maintain that sleep cycle. Yeah. When I was a doctor practicing, um, I needed, um, you know, there were days where I would only get six, uh, seven, or some days I was doing night shift, I'd get two to three hours sleep. Right, um, but then I would have to compensate on the weekend, That's so I need for, I need to catch up mm -hmm. and do 14 hours on the weekend. Yeah. And you can't, you know, no matter what your boss tells you to do in terms of weekly hours, mm -hmm. you just got to recognize you've got to compensate exactly at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So that body physiology is not going to change for you too much. Yeah, right. That rest requirement is not going to change for you too much. You've got to respect that, whatever job you do. Definitely. No, but like how you're saying that everybody has a different sleep requirements, right? I completely understand that. 
But uh, there are some days where I feel like, like you say, when I go through a really heavy week, working in a lot of hours at work, when it comes to the weekend, I need the recovery, so I need my eight to nine or maybe yeah. 10 hours of sleep if I can afford it. Yeah. But there are some days where I'm just on a roll, I'm going in and killing it at work. Yeah. I perform really well, even if I'm about three or four hours of sleep. I don't know what it is, but there are some days that the lack of sleep actually pushes me and heightens me to another level where I'm just going with it and yeah. hustling and killing it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I feel everybody has a different sleep cycle at the end of the day. Everybody needs a different amount. So I completely agree with you where you're going on this. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's flexible, right? Mm -hmm. So you, on some days you can perform yeah. at that level. It's just that it's often not sustainable in the long term. Exactly. Right? You've got to actually recoup mm -hmm. and be conscious that, okay, this week I've actually done a few days with, um, you know, uh, shorter sleep hours than I need. Yeah. The weekend I'm going to have to recoup. Yeah. So I'm not going to take on too many commitments mm -hmm. on the weekend exactly. and make sure that I have a bit more sleep time yeah. on yeah. the weekend. Right? Yeah. Um, so touching on that, I feel like the recovery is so important because, uh, like, I've done stints where I've gone 37 hours just working straight, no sleep. Yeah. But then the next day when I come back, I mean the day after when I come back to work, I am completely zonked. I yeah. can't even draft a letter without making at least five typographical errors and so on. Yeah. Um, but over time, when I keep doing this over and over again, I start to understand my body better. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I can work this many hours, but after that, I'm going to need to cool down, yeah. let, it, let, it, let it reset and recuperate, and, uh, and then I'm good to go after that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the key message for, for people out there, just understanding your own uh, physiology, your own needs, your own sleep, diet requirements, and, and diet plays a role as well, right? Definitely. So, you know, even for me, if I have too many carbs or too much carbs, which is uh, showing over the holiday period, then I, I, I you know, I tend to sleep more, I tend to be a bit more sluggish. I've changed my diet and optimized my diet over the years. But of course holidays come in and yeah. you know, parties and whatnot and then you kind of let go on that. But I want to touch on the next bit, which is our routine's important because you know, we have these different flexi hours going on. Mm. You know, how important are routines? You know, what I've learned from really successful people, um, you know, even those people who are kind of billionaires and so on, they do tend to have routines in place. You know, they do tend to wake up early, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, they do tend to actually have structured hours. And, you know, I do respect what it said at the beginning of that, of that image where, you know, in the morning you meditate, you journal, you exercise, um, and you reflect. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and that's something I do. In fact, Robin Sharma wrote the book, The 5 a.m. Club. Yeah. Where on you, the morning, elevate your life. Yeah, on the morning, elevate your life. You know, mine, you know, I tried the 5 a.m. sleep at 9 p.m. Mm. It didn't really work. It was great for the morning. Yeah. It wasn't so great for me in the evening because I was still with the work hours that I do. Mm. I still need to end at 6.30 um, because of the different countries that I have teleconferences with, yeah. which meant my dinner time lagged from that, which meant that I couldn't sleep as quickly. Mm. So I've done it 6 to 10. Now it tends to be the routine, and then I have my routine structured in that way. Doesn't work all the time, but it, it works a lot of the time, right? So I think having a, a daily routine is a key success habit. Yeah, right? definitely. Rather than having no routine at all, mm. right? And structuring all your requirements in yeah. uh, into your calendar in terms of you know meditation time in the morning, exercise time in the morning, or if I can't get the exercise in the morning, do it in the evening. Yeah. Having that structure tends to be more successful.
yeah. than not having structures at all. Yeah, because I guess when you have that structure on how you're going to run your day, yeah. you're essentially planning to succeed because if you don't have a plan, you're just planning to fail at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but like you said, um, the days are very unpredictable because of the amount of workloads and whatever external factors that come into play. But I feel like the most important routine, uh, which I got also from reading Robin Sharma's book, was the morning routine. Yeah. For me, I feel that is very important yeah. because... Um, so touching on meditation, as you mentioned, before this, uh, when I woke up in the morning, the first thing I do is grab my phone, I go through my Instagram feed or social media, yeah. and I'm just seeing what everyone is about to, and my mind is yeah. just gone all over the place. The next thing I'm in the shower, and then I'm at work. But uh, ever since I started implementing meditation into my routine, I feel it sort of organizes my mind and my brain. It, uh, it helps me when I wake up in the morning, I meditate, uh, it gives me clarity, and I know what my day is going to be like, what I have to execute, and what needs to be done. So not necessarily you have to have a routine whereby you're, you're doing this at 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. Uh, once I've executed my morning routine, I already know how the rest of the day is going to work out. If there are any impromptu changes that need to be made, um, as Bear Grylls said, you overcome and you add up to it. You know? yeah, Bear Grylls, that's a name I haven't heard from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, Improvise, overcome, and adapt. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's the same here. Yeah, you know, you just... Being very adaptive to adapt your routines also over time to optimize what works for you. Obviously, life gets in the way sometimes. You know, some people have accidents, sickness, whatever. Yeah. You know, family um, uh, problems uh, that you know disrupt the whole routine. Mm. Uh, and you, you've got to forgive yourself for that. Not be too, so attached to the routine yeah. because you, you've got to just try and adapt uh, to some of those things and, and trial and error. Mm. you know, helps you figure out what the routine is best for you and absorbing new ideas like, you know, we keep talking about Robin Chama. I totally agree that morning routine is really critical. Yeah. But I found that compared to Australia and when I'm in Malaysia, where I have to start working in a different time zone, yeah. I have to adapt the morning routine. Mm. I don't get that first hour uh, as much. I get a first half an hour before I have to start getting on the calls and, and so on. So um, I think another bit which, you know, you were talking about in terms of a, challenge or a question is, you know, how do I, if I've got my boss or my manager or somebody else who's telling me I've got to work these nine to five hours, but at the same time, I have this routine that conflicts, mm. you know, my optimal routine that conflicts yeah. with that, opt you know, with those nine to five hours, what do I do and how do I manage that, right? Mm. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned over time is to really try and create some boundaries around what works for you and what doesn't work for you uh, in terms of the workplace. Now, I had a couple of examples, but they, they don't necessarily kind of relate, but um, some of them don't relate, some of them do relate. And one of them was, you know, where, you know, particularly when I worked at Pfizer, which is a, a big, large corporate, I did ha we did have a lot of uh, um, women who uh, had young children, and so needed to work at home, yeah. right? And they wanted to balance that. At the same time, there was a real war for talent mm. in the industry. So, so these women were actually very talented. They were very good at jobs, but they couldn't do the standard nine to five in the office. Yeah. So, so they needed to be able to work at home, do a lot of their work from home, and sometimes even three or four days a week, uh, in order to look after the kids. Um, but also then do some of the, the sort of the, the work that they needed to do for Pfizer. So what we did was actually shift our work patterns a little bit. So they shifted some of their work patterns. We shifted some of our 
internal policies to accommodate um, uh, those, those um, female workers uh, into the workforce so we could actually get some really, um, you know, very technical work done with, only they had the skills. This was around scientific research and clinical trial research. Um, and, and so we were able to do that over time. It took adjustment on both sides. Mm. You know, it took adjustment on both sides. But in the long term, we wanted to retain these talented women, yeah. you know, in our company. Mm. Uh, and they also wanted to contribute yeah. to the work and get paid, uh, but also be able to look after their family. So we found a nice middle ground. Now, with something like law, uh, you know, it's a discussion that you have uh, as part of um, your organization, but also as part of yourself. And say, hey, can I take a couple of hours off here and there to do my side gig yeah. or my side hustle, which gives me a lot of passion to do a bit of rapping. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just dependent sometimes on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. right? Sometimes you just can't do that because the workload's so heavy. Mm -hmm. You've just got to be in the office to satisfy, satisfy those requirements. Yeah. But you may have days that are a bit lighter on where you may be able to do something a little different. Um, what's your experience on this? How, how do you find it? Um, well, it's similar to what you're saying. So what I do is, when it comes to work, um, there's, there's no two ways around it. It's got to be done. Mm. Um, I try and squeeze it in whenever I can. So like I said, uh, weekends, my boss doesn't really like to trouble us with work. Only if it's really pressing matters, then we got to attend to it. But otherwise, the weekends, I do have time to, to do what I like to do, so making rap music. Um, besides that, if there is work going on, I have to find a way to, to manage it at the end of the day. But uh, more importantly, looking back at the image that we were talking about, how it was 9 to 5 you work, and then 5 to 9 you have your side hustle and so on, and bringing it back to someone who's in the legal industry. And uh, I speak for everyone out there who's in the industry, and you know that Work does not end at five. We go on for very long hours, whether you're in litigation or not. That's what the work demands. The law is a cruel mistress, and that is a fact. You have to accept it. For those of you who are thinking and getting into the field, please recognize that and, and understand it. Because when you get in, you it's a bit too late to get out. Um, but yeah, back to what we were saying. How I do it is that uh, because it is my passion, I try my best to find the time to make it work. So it's either I make myself more efficient in the office, uh, I find out how I'm, how, where I'm slacking, how can I get the job done faster, so that I can build more time on the weekends to do what I like to do. Um, but besides that, it really boils down to time management from, from my perspective. Yeah, I think, I think so, so some of this is, is, you know, it's your own personal time management mm -hmm. that you've got to get right, which we talked about building routines and, and so on. Some of this is, a negotiation between you and your yeah. organization, yes, right? Um, and I think what can help you in that negotiation, as well as everyone out there, is actually showing them the win-win mm. in, in the long term, yeah. right? It's showing them, hey, look, you know, on these certain days, let's say on Wednesdays, I need to go off and do my, my side hustle, or I need to spend time with my family, or so on. Yeah. And the benefit of me doing that is I will work longer for you. I am less likely to burn out. Yeah. I am going to be more productive. Mm -hmm. You know, I am going to be able to handle more cases or see more patients or do more sales or whatever the job might be. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually showing them why the benefit is a win-win. Yeah. Right? Often we say, I want this. The organization, no, I want you to do this work. And you're going to say, no, I want half a day off. You know? And, and, and no one's actually talking about, well, 
okay, if I do this, this is the benefit for you. If you do this, this is the benefit for me. Yeah. You know, I'm more likely to stay with the organization. I'm less likely to uh, mm. find a job somewhere else yeah. in the long term. Yeah. And actually just being really honest. Exactly. You know, a lot of time we're not honest exactly. about why we want to, why we want these things. Mm. And we're not willing to share that with the person we're working with or the partner that we're working with. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. Yeah. You know, it's the lack of honesty. You know, and, and so it, it, I think if we're a bit more honest around the, why we want certain things and are so willing to say, and, and this is what it'll do for you long term. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, they work for bad bosses, <laughs> right? They just push you, push you, push you really hard yeah. because that's how it's always done. And that's how they were trained and that's how they were bullied. Um, and I think it's time for us to say no to that, yeah. right? But also do it in a way that's respectful. Mm-hmm. Right and respecting, but well, that's actually where they've come from. I know why you're behaving that way. Yeah. Uh, I respect that. Um, can we negotiate this a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm I'm trying to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, because I have these other priorities with my health, with my family, uh, with my personal ambitions, mm-hmm. and I want to share that with you. Yeah. You may not understand it, but this is important to me. Yeah. Right. And can can we find a, a way forward? Uh, and it's a negotiation. It's a trade-off that both parties may have to make yeah. in order to suit the long-term goal, mm. which might be a common goal. Yeah, and I completely agree with you on this because um, when I uh, when I started making rap music, um, my boss actually came up to me and he was like, "Yo, so I see what you're doing. Uh, it's good. Uh, are you planning to take this far and go all out?" And then I told him like. Uh, your boss, I, I really don't know because uh, with the work schedule I have, I don't know if I would have the time to actually put in the effort yeah. and go on and do this. Uh, and he told me essentially like, look, uh, I'm easy. As long as you communicate with me and you tell me what you need, yeah. uh, what you want, we can definitely work something out. So what you're saying really relates to it. Yeah. Um, essentially, I get the work done and if I really have to take time off, I might go up to my boss and I'd be like, look, this was the task that I had for this week or this month. I've done everything already. Yeah. Right now, I just need to take maybe a few hours out and get this thing sorted out. Yeah. But after this, I'm back on track. And he is more than uh, welcome to allow me to do this. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I feel uh, that is something very important. You've got a boss, communicate to him. Yeah. He would definitely understand if you are doing your part. I mean, yeah. if you didn't do any work and you're behind deadlines, yeah. you can't go in the office and, hey, look, I need to take the whole week off. Uh, I'm going to go and shoot something yeah that's very unreasonable so it's a give and take at the end of the day yeah it is a give and take it's a negotiation and i think the other thing is just to get clear the last point um get clear of what success and good performance means for you and your boss yeah right what do you actually want to have delivered in terms of how many cases do i need to manage how, how well do i need to perform how am i going to be judged on mm. good performance so both of you are very clear on that but also recognizing that your performance goals are just not financial Right. Some people want very highly financial, you know, very strong financial goals. So let's say you're earning, I'll say, a hundred thousand a year. You want to earn two hundred thousand. You want to three hundred thousand. A lot of people in the finance industry, yeah. that those are their financial goals. It's purely financial, right? But if you are smart about the broader long-term objectives. Some of your objectives are, I want to maintain good health. I want to maintain good relationship with my family. Yeah. You know, um, I want to have fun. You know, some of the time, and um, so so making sure that that's also part of your structure, mm-hmm. right? So I've got, um, as you know, some of you may know, I've got you know my Energest business, 
which is all around improving the patient experience in hospitals. We work with a lot of hospitals, but I've also got my DJ, and I've got the movement around Move for Love, which is all around you know health and well-being and music uh, and dancing, and 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 so that can be a distraction, right? Mm-hmm. But I make sure it's not. I make sure there's a balance. I make sure that I delegate um, a lot of tasks, so I'm working at the top level of my skill and vision, yeah. uh, and, and and that I bring on board people to help me with some of this other work as well. And that's also a constant um, sort of piece. So um, have we answered a lot of your questions and challenges today, Vishal, around, or is there something else that we want no, I think, uh, yes, definitely you've answered the question. Uh, you've broken it down, I feel basically right now, there are two main things when I look at it. The first one is, uh, because when we looked at the first image, we saw that the hours don't really fit into the lifestyle of someone who's hustling in this day and age. Mm. It's more of how do we accommodate ourselves to fit into this this new era of hustling where you're kind of on the ball, maybe like 20 hours a day, you're out doing things, you get about four to six hours of sleep. It's more of how do we manage this now. I'm not saying that the image is not accurate. Maybe it's, it, it, it's applicable to some people, but it's not applicable to some people. That's why I came in and I asked this question. So coming back to the first thing that you mentioned about sleep, how we organize our sleep and getting it to fit around the structure of your working about 16 to 20 hours a day will be something that can help us achieve uh, the goal of hustling at our primary thing going out having that second job networking or whether it's your passion or whatnot and um, secondly is the communication we have with our boss or the superiors letting them understand where we are coming from what we want and how we can both mutually benefit from this at the end of the day because both parties have to be happy you can't have a boss who's unhappy because you're definitely not going to be able to execute your passion and your side hustle yeah Everybody needs to be happy at this end of the day. Yeah. You can't have a happy boss, but then you're unhappy going into work because your progress and your output is going to, you know, slump. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And I think a couple of the, you know, the other sort of points we summarize is that we are all individuals, you know, with, with different sort of uh, physiologies, body physiologies, body types, you know. I touched a little, I didn't really mention, but some of us are ectomorphs, endomorphs, and mesomorphs mm. in terms of body types. So the ectomorph tends to be skinnier, uh, high energy uh, endomorphs tend to put on weight easily, and and that means that you can accumulate um, some of that. And then the mesomorphs tend to be very active, higher sort of muscular structure, uh, and some of us sort of fit into those those patterns. So we need we have different sleep diet requirements and so on based on some of these body types. We touched on that daily routines are important; yeah. they are key success habits. But you do have to adjust your routine. And your best routine is individual to you. It's not necessarily the same as your boss or your colleague. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different for each Everybody one. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. <laughs> Every mind is different. So that's why this is so important for mental health and well-being yeah. in terms of your health experience and your future health experience, yeah. um, which is why we've talked about these topics today. And that's also to communicate honestly mm-hmm. right, with the people you work with uh, and family around what are the routines that are optimal for you yeah. and what are the boundaries that you don't want to go to mm-hmm. and can we negotiate this right it's not a hard and fast it's a negotiation yeah. uh, with the people around you so if you communicate honestly why um, you know needing eight hours sleep is good for the business yeah. or good for the organization mm-hmm. and can I have some days where I get that mm-hmm. um, you know that might be something now you know I've worked as a doctor you know we have some long hours um, you know, professionals, finance, lawyers, 
you know, there are so many professions where these are issues, uh, but as long as the organization and people start to understand them, then it becomes sustainable long-term. Uh, and then finally, just really getting very, very clear on what are your success goals are. Yeah. They're not all financial. It's mm -hmm. not all about making lots of money. Let's have a broader conversation about, okay, what's our health goals? What's mm -hmm. our family goals and relationship goals? Yeah. Um, what are yours? What are yours? What are yours? Can we all share our holidays, uh, balance that out so we all achieve our goals? Can we share a bit of time off during the week? Yeah. Uh, will that make us a, a better organization long term mm -hmm. uh, and make me a better individual long term as well? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And having that conversation even with our partners and family members uh, as well is, is, is key to that. Yeah, I guess understanding each other's yeah. goals really it will help. You know, you know what each person wants at the end of the day, and uh, understanding yourself better because, as they say, you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the rapper side of uh, Vishal coming out. Yeah. So I think that's uh, you know all we've got covered for today. As we said, you know, you live to serve, you love the experience, and I think you know with, with a lot of things that we call work, you know, I, I've just reframed that to being of service to others. I don't really even call it work anymore. And that's why I, I feel like that's why I love the experience more. Um, you can get on Spotify, check out our podcast, Future Health Experience. Um, also go to uh, Facebook, uh, go to the Dr. Avi page uh, to find out more about this podcast where we're going to place up there. Also go to our NHS website, to uh, NHS on Facebook uh, or NHS.com to find out more about patient experience and the work we do there. Move for Love is our movement. Uh, around um, uh, music, al being alcohol-free, um, and health and well-being, or DJ One Conscious, also on Facebook, uh, to find out more about our music stuff. And Vishal, where can they go to find out more about you? Yo, so you can check me out on Instagram. My handle is V-I-S-C-H-A-A-L. You can check me out on Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm all over the place, man. All of the place. Awesome. <laughs> Vishal, thanks very much for it's being pleasure on as the always. Future Health Experience Show with Dr. Avi, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody else out there soon, too. Bye for now. <laughs>